three, two, one. Yo, running bros, and welcome back to the Anyone Can Run podcast. The podcast for those new members of the running community who want to knock out their first race, whether it's a 5K, full marathon, or anything in between. I am your host, True Bros, aka Gabe, aka the guy who just won a game of Apex Legends with 11 kills, which is a PR for me. And I am an NCCA-certified personal trainer who specializes in helping clients reach their health and fitness goals while regularly live-streaming for the young gamers of the world on Mixer to try and get them on that healthy lifestyle train early. This is the podcast where we cover the marathon mindset, the running routines, and everything else you need to know to help you absolutely dominate your first race. Over the years... I've worked with a large number of people who are brand new to the running community. Considering that's who this podcast is tailor-made for, I doubt that comes as too much of a shock. I bring this up because when we're talking about knocking out your first race, I tend to gravitate towards those distances such as a 5k, 10k, half, and full marathons because they are widely recognizable. However, many of the people I've trained over the years aren't even considering tackling a 5k yet. They just want to be able to knock out their first half mile or five minutes or so of continuous running. An integral component when I'm working with these individuals who just want to start and who aren't necessarily concerned with circling a specific race day on the calendar just yet is coming up with a training plan that takes a sharp look at not just their physical prowess, but also their schedules and their predilections. All of these things comprise your personal environment, which running or working out needs to be a part of, or at the very least, we all know it takes place in it. Where I live in the United States is coming up on week three of municipal mandated social distancing, and I'm seeing many of my friends and coworkers finally settling into a routine a little bit, which is a really good thing. Anecdotally, I'm also hearing quite a bit of those in my social circles wishing for things to return to quote-unquote normal. And I, for one, am not a big fan of having such a combative mindset. I've always believed when you're viewing something as temporary or outside the norm, it creates a bit of an antagonistic relationship with it, whether that be conscious or subconscious. While undoubtedly, we will reach a point where we no longer have to maintain such strict self-isolation or social distancing measures, for the next few weeks or possibly months, this is our new norm. While it's much easier said than done, I see no point in expending energy, either mental or physical, in wishing things would go back to the way they were. This is how things are now, and will be for the foreseeable future, But we all know at the end of the tunnel, and we sure as heck don't know how long that tunnel is for the time being, eventually we'll reach a point where you can go to the store every day if you want and go to parks and beaches and all that as much as you please. With that knowledge in our back pocket or perhaps tucked away in our flip belts because we're runners, we know that while every reputable race is canceled in the United States at the moment, and presumably in many other countries as well, Eventually, new races are going to get scheduled and you're going to get something on the calendar. In past conversations here at Anyone Can Run, 
We've talked about ways you can get yourself comfortable, not just with the rigors of running, but with making exercise an integral component of your daily routine. The same way you have coffee in the mornings, you commute, you get your kids ready, you shower, all that kind of stuff. While, of course, this is shaped by my personal experience working with clients, I'd say roughly about 80% of the people I've consulted with over the years, especially in the beginning stages, consisting of their first few weeks or months working with me, are highly influenced by their environment, meaning they want to go to the popular park in town, they want to go to the gym, they want to go where large amounts of people are congregating and working out to help them feel motivated, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. While I have always preferred to work out solo, I'd say this is more of a product of my personality than anything. And I completely understand why people want to immerse themselves in a workout environment, regardless if they're just starting out or have many miles logged on their personal journey on the road to Gainesville. Environment is the main reason I say everyone needs to complete their first race, regardless of distance. And I promise you, if you haven't got to line up at a start line just yet, you will in due time. I bring all this up. Because if you're just beginning your journey on the road to Gainesville and you want to build up to a training plan for your first race, odds are you've lost most, if not all, of those environmental stimuli or motivations which can be so helpful when you're first starting out. Today, we're going to discuss some ways we can create the training environment to train for our first race and develop these healthy habits and routines while practicing social distancing. So bust out your list maker, whether it be your notes app or a pen and paper, because if you're low on ideas for how to kick things off, I've got you. I don't want to hear any excuses when we come out on the other side of this, like, oh, true bros, I couldn't go to the gym, and yes, I made a commitment to feel better and live healthier, but you know there was a global pandemic, so I used it as a scapegoat to sit around and do nothing when I could have been working out while watching TV. First things first, obviously, obviously, take care of the basic needs of you and your household, food, water, utilities, all of that should be your numero uno priority. You don't need some personal trainer and gamer on the internet to tell you that. But when we're talking about health and fitness, in the middle of a global pandemic, it can seem pretty trivial, right? Let's say you are fortunate enough to have all the essentials and people in your household are relatively healthy and you have a career or a job where you're working from home. The basics are covered. So there's no need for you to be making excuses about not putting in work to get yourself healthy and strong from both a mental and physical standpoint. For the sake of today's discussion, we're operating under the assumption all of the necessities are squared away in your household, and you have some time to do something other than work and spend time with the family. Hypothetically, Let's also say you're feeling kind of isolated and you're the type of psychomaniac who truly benefits from social interaction and your environment as it pertains to exercising plays a pretty significant role in keeping you motivated and focused. I am here to tell you, all hope is not lost just because you're going to be practicing social distancing for the next few months. Considering the operative word in that newly coined phrase is social, I believe it makes sense to tackle the people component first, 
and lay out some mediums and tools which can help you feel connected to your fellow runners while you kickstart your journey on the road to Gainesville in and around your humble abode. If we've said it once, we've probably said it 92 times in our illustrious history thus far, but the first thing you should do when you jump feet first into the world of running is download a running app such as Strava or RunKeeper or something like that. While I personally am quite fond of the RunKeeper app as I've been using it for years, I also have my runs synced with Strava and every big running club worth its salt, including the, what are they called? The New York Roadrunners, I think, who organized the TCS New York Marathon. They have a page on Strava. Pretty much everybody does. While you need to sign up for an account with them, there's no credit card required or anything like that. We as new runners want to be on these apps so we can track the pace and mileage of our runs. And if you have a fitness tracker or a smartwatch you rock around the clock, odds are it'll sync with Strava as well. We've already covered why we want to track the pace and mileage of our runs in previous episodes, and since today is all about the environmental aspect, I'm gonna say, pop back in the archives if you want more insight into the benefits of tracking our runs. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this during our How to Select Your First Race episode, but virtual races have never really been my cup of tea. I do not believe there to be a substitute for the race day environment. However, for the foreseeable future, those large-scale celebrations have gone the way of the dodo, and if you're looking for some sort of competition or social component to help motivate you to get off the couch and begin training, or even just running, virtual races on Strava or RunKeeper can be a fantastic option. Now, I don't know where you fall on the paranoia scale, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a pretty high-ranking person myself. If you have any privacy concerns allow me to assuage your fears. You don't have to share the maps of your runs or anything like that if they take place around your house. I thought it was worth mentioning because the first thing I do is make sure none of my private information is sharing other than my pace and my distance because I mean I'm already Instagramming all that and it's not like it's much of a secret anyway. Now, if you're looking for some motivation from other runners, or perhaps are hoping to spark your competitive side a little bit, the nice thing about virtual races on Strava is if you opt in to participate, you'll see a leaderboard along with their times and maps and all that kind of fun stuff. You can also find routes around your general location that your fellow runners have completed in case you're hoping to run a new path every now and again. Provided, of course, that you're complying with whatever your local restrictions are on outdoor exercise. The feature in in Strava most relevant to our social discussion here today is running clubs, which are free to join. It's free to sign up for the app. It's free to join these things. Now, I'm personally only in clubs for the New York Roadrunners. I had to look up what their name was. I pulled it up just because I didn't want to be wrong. I already hypothesize what the name was once and in the honey stinger hive group but you can join local running clubs if you so choose or you know you can just do what i do and join the running clubs of the big organizations and compete in their virtual races each running group allows people to post and view comments and if you're friends with someone on strava you can view each other's stats and comment and like and yada 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 Think of it sort of like Facebook, but centered specifically around our favorite pastime of pounding the pavement. 
I've worked with many clients over the years who joined a running club primarily for the social component. And the combination of getting to socialize and progressing on their journey on the road to Gainesville helped foster a love for running and living a healthy and fit lifestyle. While I know this is all in the digital realm, joining popular and digital running clubs can help you feel like you're connecting with your fellow runners. And in my estimation, this is one of the ideal times for social media to truly shine for its intended purpose, as opposed to being a cesspool of negativity. And you know, speaking of social media, now might be a good time to cleanse our digital environments from all the haters, all the naysayers, all the unathletic people who don't want to see us shine. If you want to make a change to better yourself physically and mentally, ain't nothing wrong with unfollowing and or muting people who aren't doing anything for you. If you want to post your Strava runs on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, get it done and use popular running hashtags. If you need ideas for some hashtags, heck, swing by at True Bros or at Anyone Can Run Pod and see the hashtags that I use because sometimes it can do wonders for you to know you're not the only person out there trying to make a change especially when we're thinking about developing self-discipline and accountability, which are things I've always tried to assist my clients with because uh, that should be the goal of any personal trainer in my humble opinion. Sometimes posting your workouts on social media can help you develop those habits. Even if we don't have a race day on our calendar anytime soon, you could always sign up for a virtual race on your own. You could always create a virtual race with your running friends via Strava. You could just circle a date on your calendar. You want to run your first mile or two continuously. What I'm saying is you've got options. We can use all the technology available to us to connect with our fellow runners socially while still keeping to ourselves. And now may be the time you decide to convince a friend of yours, whether they be down the street or in another state or in another country, to download Strava, join your running club, and, you know, you kind of help keep one another honest and accountable. I see tons of posts when I'm on Twitter about how to stay connected with your friends and family while keeping ourselves in social solitary. But it's called social media for a reason. Sometimes a call is better than a text, and sometimes a comment saying, hey, great run. What's your running calendar look like over the next few days? Do you want to run three miles together on Strava at 2 p.m. next Thursday? You know, something like that can do a little more for both you and the comment recipient's well-beings than saying like, yeah, 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 flex emoji, which, uh, you know, that's kind of what I always post because that's just my attitude. Get creative and find a way to create that social component of running, using running apps to help create that welcoming and motivating environment, if you're the kind of person who needs that. Because when we come out on the other side of this and races start to get scheduled again, you want to be able to know that you spent time keeping you and your loved ones safe and healthy, but also Preparing yourself to reach the goals that you've set for you. Today's episode is all about training and creating the proper environment for ourselves while practicing social distancing. For some people, that's social. And for others, it's more about sticking to a training plan and self-competition. When I first sat down and began formulating the ideas or the topics for today's conversation, 
I felt as if I was coming up with a BuzzFeed-esque list with a headline like, Things you can do to pass the time while at home. And then the subject matter is like, did you know you could stream shows on Netflix? Did you know you can FaceTime your family in other states? You know, stuff like that. I, I can't stand quote unquote content like that because it's like, no, duh. Uh, it's a centered way to, to say this. No, no fecal matter, Freud. We all know we can do that. And the last thing I want to do is have our discussions here become something that's common knowledge. No, no, no. I want to lay out what's worked for me what's worked for my clients, and what I've seen help runners, whether they be relatively casual like myself, because I personally think I'm a pretty casual runner, or high-end, high-octane competitors who win races. The things that have helped them stay focused on the task at hand, and perhaps more importantly, what helped them when they were first getting off the couch and starting out. As we just discussed, for some people, that's the social or community as or communal. I think that's a better way to, to phrase that. The social or the communal aspect of running for myself and those clients that I've worked with who are way faster and log more miles than me. It's always been more about going out, being on our own and finding new ways to keep ourselves motivated and accountable. As you can tell from either previous episodes or just from our conversation today thus far. I'm a staunch advocate of using technology to keep yourself focused on the task at hand. Even though it's been a solid six years since I last used it, prior to coming into the studio today and smashing the record button, I just re-downloaded the Zombies Run app on my newest cell phone telephone. I used it for two miles and then I think I did a 1.6. I ran four miles, but I kind of messed up the settings. But hey, I hadn't used it in like six years, all right? I... I it sounds like a weird anecdote, but I miss nothing about the two hours a day I'd spend commuting in traffic back when I was working in the office. And boy, oh boy, I'm going to tell you right now, I wish this work from home would become permanent, but I know once things settle down, I have to resume working in an office again. But when I was commuting, I'd listen to comedy or wrestling podcasts. And as someone who much rather prefers to play games or do something that's interactive rather than just watch shows or, or YouTube and passively consume content, that was kind of my time of the day where I could laugh or just get lost in a story like, you, you know, like you're reading or something or watching a show. Speaking of reading, when I was younger, man, I'd read all the time, you know, like you should. But for whatever reason, I don't really have an interest in doing so anymore. Listening to my podcast for two hours a day sort of helped fill that void. And now that I no longer spend time commuting and I don't really enjoy listening to podcasts when I run, I figured that I could get reacquainted with the Zombies Run stories and use that mixture of story time and music to kind of supplement that, that utility that I used to derive from listening to those podcasts all the time. Sometimes it's nice to just mix things up and... This app has a story component and it kind of mixes in music and it also throws in fun little zombie chases so you can pick up the pace and get some interval training in when you're out running. It also has a social component. I think if you opt in and purchase the Runners Club, which I have not done since I'm the frugal gamer and runner. And it also has some gamification aspects because you collect items as you run and you can use those to upgrade your little uh, fort, township, or whatever it's called in the app. 
See what I mean? Though, even when I'm out pounding the pavement, I still want to be playing games. Now, that's some real gamer business if you ask me. But I don't know why. I just thought about that. But the gamification helps keep me focused on some external progress and not necessarily just looking at how many miles I've racked up or the pace of each run, although those are certainly tracked as well. Running, it's something we primarily do alone, right? Well, when you're first starting out, sometimes you need a little external social motivation. And once your social needs are met, if they exist, whether that be through running clubs or Instagram posting or talking to people on Strava or calling your accountability buddy for a five-minute chat every other day, once that's all settled, you want to focus on what's going to help you actually get out and run or just go work out in your living room. For me, it's a combination of alone time and really just getting to go outside. I love my darling wife, and I love that we're both working from home and I get to be with her all the time, but I'm the sort of person who needs time to themselves just to decompress and getting out and pounding the pavement or going into the garage and shadow boxing or using the power tower or lifting weights doing all that helps keep that need sated as someone who's been running regularly for i guess about four years now or almost four years before years this fall and i've reached most of my goals as you know as they relate to running the motivation isn't there to run all the time like it used to be, even if the discipline to dedicate time to working out is. This is why listening to that Zombies Run app and being cognizant of the remaining running goals I have and how I can use this time where I don't have to commute to progress towards those goals, it helps me kind of get out and go for runs longer than three miles when I don't necessarily have an interest in doing so. I hate to break it to you, but if your motivation comes from within and not necessarily from the external social component we discussed in the first half of this episode, you're going to have to do some contemplating as to narrow down what helps you stay focused. For me, it's that mental aspect of decompressing and getting some time to myself and progressing towards my running goals and knowing I'm putting in work, which helps my state of mind and overall physical health, but it may not necessarily be the same for you. Especially now, with the havoc where we've, we've seen the COVID-19 pandemic wreak on our everyday life thus far, it'd be very easy to get pessimistic and throw your hands in the air and say, Oh my God, it's a pandemic. Who cares about how much I weigh or how I look or how I feel or blah, 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 or whatever excuse that it is you're going to inevitably see someone go around peddling. Like we discussed on last week's episode, Physical exercise isn't just about keeping your body physically healthy, although that's certainly one of the primary benefits and one that I'm sure when the pandemic has subsided, your primary medical professional will once again begin to espouse. But no, 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 no. Physical exercise also helps us maintain mental balance and relax and affords an opportunity for us to work out stress in a healthy way as well as connect with others who have a shared interest. Look, I'm never going to tell you what to do or how to live your life. I ain't about that, and I sure as heck don't want anyone telling me what to do, but I will always try to illustrate the thought process behind the philosophies or the tips and tricks that we lay out here. Because I have always found 
that the reasoning behind a decision, even if it's something I don't necessarily agree with, I've always found that to be invaluable when it comes to broadening my perspective, as well as expanding my own problem-solving or critical thinking capabilities. I felt like I went on a pretty deep tangent there, so I apologize for the short-lived diatribe. If you don't care one bit about the social component or environmental aspect of running, you know why you made a commitment to begin living a healthy and fit lifestyle consisting of exercise and making intelligent decisions as they relate to eating. You don't need me to remind you why you did what you did. However, I want to encourage you to be cognizant of the things you find mentally stimulating. If it's immersing yourselves in stories for a bit and playing games, maybe using your exercise time, even if it's not running, just your time that you devote to exercising, if you use that as your opportunity to listen to podcasts or audio games, that can help create that healthy routine for you. If you want to listen to new music and you sell yourself or you tell yourself you're only going to do it when you're working out, hey, I mean, that can work too. If it's seeing the completion or progress of writing down each of your runs on a calendar or checking a box when you worked out, just use it. Be mindful of the things which pique your interest. And for me, that's video games and not much else. It's why I like the uh, visual stuff. It's why I like the completion stuff. It's why I like all the interactive stuff. It's why, you know, I'm all about video games. But use whatever the things are that hold your interest to help develop these healthy habits. People on the interwebs, I see this every single day. Not a day has gone by that I haven't seen this on social media. They're always talking about self-care and treat yourself and yada, yada, yada. But what better way is there to pamper yourself than to participate in an activity that literally improves your physical and mental well-being? You know, you don't have to treat yourself with junk food or going out or anything like that. I mean, at least not all the time. It could be doing yoga in your front room or going outside for a run and mentally just having some you time. I feel like I'm going off on another tangent, but I bring this up because if you're looking for an intrinsic reason to keep your interest in going out and pounding the pavement or doing some high-intensity exercises in the living room to get up the cardiovascular and muscular strength, it can all be a matter of perspective. If you're wanting to live healthy and fit and feel better physically, but you're viewing working out as a slog and, oh, you get sweaty and it's time-consuming and you could be doing something else then you're framing the entire act in a very antagonistic way. However, if you're like B-Rabbit and think this is your one shot and one opportunity to do something for you to make you feel better and contribute some quality building blocks to your personal temple, then hey, that seemingly trivial thing may be the difference between you wanting to train and not. We all know that we can lay out our clothes the night before, We can make sure we go to bed early and all the other basic stuff to set ourselves up for success when it comes to finding the time to work out. The one, one single benefit from this whole coronavirus thing, and again, this has provided you meet the circumstances of being able to work from home and have all the essentials for you and yours, is those of us who are still healthy 
have the most valuable luxury afforded to us, and that's time. Time with your loved ones. Times where we can talk on the phone a little more because we don't have to commute. And additional time to train if we had a race on the calendar that got canceled or rescheduled. Time is the one thing that's always ticking and we never get back. So we want to use this temporary boost in time to our advantage. Circumstances right now are brand new to pretty much everybody on the face of the earth. And it can have a detrimental impact on our mindset and our physical well-being if we allow it. This is why we want to create create the ideal training environment for us in our humble abodes. And if that means cleaning up the clutter and ordering tons of gym equipment, then hey, hop to it. But don't let a lack of stuff or things serve as an impediment to creating the perfect training environment for you. If you need some socializing, download apps, post on social, heck, add True Bros on Strava if you want. Just do what it takes to set yourself up for success. If you're much more of a lone wolf, then be cognizant of what you find mentally stimulating and creatively incorporate incorporate that into your everyday routine to ensure that you're always looking forward to your gain sessions. We're all going to get through this, but we as healthy and fit people sure as heck don't want to use this time as an excuse to not get to work. This is a very weird time, but we can get through it and we're not going to make any excuses. So let's just find a time to get creative, get to work, and make some progress. I appreciate you spending some time with me today. And I hope you're seeing what I see. That truly anyone can run. We're still figuring out our 2020 release schedule here. But this is the third episode in 2020. And you can bet that whenever we do drop a new episode. It'll be bright and early on a Monday. Because I want to make sure that you have that Monday motivation. And considering we're all just kind of hanging out in our houses right now, you know, if you got ideas for or questions for a topic that you'd like covered in a future episode, feel free to hit me up on the Instagram or the Twitter at AnyoneCanRunPod. And as much as I love being the face of Mixer over at Mixer.com slash TrueBros, and I'd appreciate if you go smash and pound that follow button, I don't really keep a set schedule. We tend to go live around... 6 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, if you want to get involved and do me a solid and go abuse that follow button if you have like six seconds to spare. We're going to have a big fundraiser coming up Memorial Day weekend, which is towards the end of May. So, you know, set some cash aside, just bookmark that. It doesn't go to me. It's for the children of St. Jude. I'll tell you the whole story why I do this, you know, as we get closer to that. But just, you know, block it off on your calendar that Friday of Memorial Day. I don't have my phone in the closet so i can't tell you what day it is but you know it's down there it's in it's in end of may if you enjoy anyone can run notify a fellow runner or someone who wants to kick off their journey on the road to gainesville so we can all help one another reach our goal of living a healthy and fit lifestyle nothing matters more than that and you know speaking of our goals it also helps when you leave a quick rating and review in your podcast app of choice to help us reach our goal because we always got one goal and that's to dominate the charts Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Anyone Can Run podcast. And if you did, don't forget to pound that subscribe button. If you didn't enjoy it well, you get what you pay for. And regardless, I look forward to seeing you on the road to Gainesville.